Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the VRO's Vampire Diaries Month of May. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2011, and tonight's interview is be done by myself, Amber, Jessica. Say hello. Hello, guys. And we got Amy on the switchboard. Um, tonight, we will be interviewing the director of photography, duh, if I could speak right, director of photographer photography turned director of the Vampire Diaries, Paul Summers. Uh, hey, Paul, thank you for joining us. Hello. <laughs> All right, Paul, we've got about anywhere from 15 to 20 questions for you, so we'll try to run through them kind of fast, but not too fast, because we, we know you're going to have great answers, okay? Okay. Hold, hold on right. a second. Turn your music off, babe. I'm on the, I'm on the phone, okay? Sorry, oh. my daughter's listening to music. That's totally uh. fine. <laughs> first question. Our okay. first question has to be about this week's episode. Of course, we are all so excited to hear how it felt to direct your first episode of TVD. Did it come naturally, or was it hard to change from DOP to director? Um, you know, everybody was so supportive of me, you know, from Kevin and Julie and, you know, the cast and the crew. Everybody was so great. Um. It was uh, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. So well, it was awesome. uh, it was it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Uh, the cast was phenomenal. You know, they were really really patient with me, and um, you know, I'm just I'm just really lucky that I had so much support from everybody. You know, right. it, was, it was really great. It was really really great. Okay, how much time did you spend with the writers when they were prepping and shooting, when before prepping and shooting The, the Sun Also Rises? Um, the way it works on most shows is you get seven days of prep um, and then eight days of shooting. On Vampire Diaries, because, of course, uh, we do things differently, uh, the scripts had a tendency to come in a bit late. Um, I was fortunate that... You know, Julie. Julie was Julie. Let me see a script pretty early, and I got to, you know, at least get into a dialogue about the script. So, uh, you know, my second day of prep, I really, I got, I, I had something to work with, that, you know, I, I, I could really, I could really start figuring out how we were going to do stuff. So, you know, it was great. You know, I didn't write a, I didn't write a single line on the whole show. But, you know, I got to be in there and, you know, and actually have long conversations with Julie and uh, Carolyn uh, about the script, which was really, really helpful to me. Well, so, yeah, especially, like, directing the episode right before the season finale. Was that a lot of pressure? Uh, yeah, you guys will enjoy Thursday night. Um, <laughs> it's, in a lot of ways, it's the biggest episode we've done at least this year. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are a lot of storylines that get wrapped up on Thursday night. Sweet. So, you know, we shot for 11 days, um, and, you know, four, five, six, six, seven of those were full nights. So we were up all night and, you know, 
it's just really hard to not tell you guys anything. <laughs> but I don't want to spoil anything for you. Well, we're totally open to whatever you want to say. <laughs> I'm, sure you're, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're ready Honestly, to let me spoil I'm it. I'm not open. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think I want to know. Emma, <laughs> ears. We want the rest of us do. Well, no, it's so much more fun to watch it. It you know, is and really right. get to experience it. If if I start telling you guys stuff, you won't get that. You won't get that pleasure that you get from watching something for the first time. So, I, I don't want to ruin that moment for you. You know my. My children, of course, are the the biggest fans of the show, and uh, they've gotten to watch a couple of edits. But you know, they haven't they haven't even seen the full show yet. Don't say a word, child. <laughs> don't say the word. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Outside. Outside. Um, yeah. No, they get to read the scripts. They get to they get to see they get to see cuts of the show. You know, they probably know more about Vampire Diaries than anybody else on the planet. So. Lucky, lucky children. <laughs> I knew there was someone else I needed to be bribing out there at the set, so I didn't know it was your kids. Mm-hmm. It's my kids. It's my kids. Yeah, they know. They know all the dirt. They know everything. They know everything. You know, but you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, none of us really have any idea where the show is going next year. So, you know, I'm as much in the dark as to what's going to happen next year as anybody else. You know, it's uh, you know, I talked to Julie a little bit last night. Um, I was color correcting 21, and uh, you know, we talked a little bit last night about what was going to happen in season three. And you know, I don't even think she knows. You know, she and Kevin need to sit down and really start talking about it and figuring out what's going to happen next year. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that just the thought process that goes into all of it, to getting it all ready and getting it down on paper and deciding and not using this and using that and all of that, I can't imagine. Oh, I mean, they they are so amazing. Kevin and Julie are so amazing. And, you know, the amount of stuff that we photographed on the, you know, we photograph on the show that doesn't ever, you guys never see is incredible. You know, whole, you know, I think on on the episode I directed, it's almost seven pages of dialogue that'll just never see the light of day. Mm. <laughs> and that's that's pretty common. That's pretty common. Does that make you sad? Uh, <laughs> no, no, because you know all all I, all I really want is to tell a great story, whether I'm telling it from the director's chair or whether I'm telling it, you know, as a cinematographer or when I was an operator. It doesn't really matter as long as I get to help tell a great story. You know, as long as I get to be a part of it, that's really all I'm in it for. You know, if I couldn't do this, I'd do something else. It's all about the stories. And, you know, on this show, we're just so lucky to have two, you know, two just so incredibly gifted gifted people as the creators. And then, you know, they've assembled such a great team around them that, you know, it's just a real joy. Yeah, they are pretty... They're pretty incredible. Speaking of incredible people, we got to bring up Marcos because he's not around anymore. So before he left, did he give you any kind of advice for your first um, directorial debut for Vampire Diaries? And if so, did you follow any of it? Um, I mean, Marcos and I talk all the time. You know, I talked to him. I talked to him yesterday. Going um, to dinner with him tomorrow night. You know, it's it's. You know, he's he's a he's an amazing collaborator and he's a really good friend. So you know, if I was having, if I if I was having some, you know, it was it was hard though because when I was doing my episode, he was shooting his pilot. 
he was shooting Charlie's Angels. So, you know, he you know he didn't really have time. He didn't really have time to, <laughs> you know, to, to to come off of his set and spend an hour on the phone with me. So, you know, we you know we we talked about it a bunch, but you know he didn't really. You know, it would have been different if he had been on the show as a producer. You know, then 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 I would have had a lot more. Then I would have had a lot more input from him because he would have been sitting next to me the whole time. Right. Um, but on on this, you know, on this this time around, you know, I didn't have him with me, and you know, I, I miss him. I miss him every day. You know, he was my main. He was my, you know, he was he was my, he was the guy. You know, you know, we developed we developed, you know, so much of the on set stuff together. You know, the look of the show and how we went about stuff and all the little tricks. You know, we did all that stuff together. So you know, when he's, you know, he he, yeah, I miss him. I miss him when he's not around. So. It's good when you have a good working relationship and a friendship with somebody at the same time. That you know, it's hard when that goes away and you have to start over again with somebody new too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird though. You know, I tell people that that Hollywood's Hollywood's like a small Italian hill town in the 15th century. You know, the you know the incredibly rich and powerful, the Jerry Bruckheimers of this world. You know, they live they live in the estates out around the edges, but they still influence everything that happens within the walls. And you know, inside the walls, it's all guilds and secret societies, and everybody knows everybody, and everybody's all in each other's business all the time. And I mean, it is such a small town. At the you know, at the end of the day, it is such a tiny, 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 tiny group of people. Um, you know, even if even if I don't know somebody, there's a really good chance that I know one of their best friends. You know, <laughs> it's it's just. You know, it, it, you know, it's a small town. It's a really small town. It's a really small group of people who does who do all these shows. Jess, that sounds like where we grew up. Yeah, that sounds like Covington. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. Covingwood. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, we had um, obviously, you know, we ask fans for questions and. Sure. Um, Actually, last season when you were on here, some of these questions are from a girl that lives in Africa. Uh, she's a really big fan of yours. She does film work herself over there. Oh, wow. um, but um, someone asked, um, Kevin Williamson had tweeted you and said, tip to Paul Summers, when you yell action, it means you're free to check Twitter. When you hear silence, you yell cut. Did you take <laughs> his advice? <laughs> you know, <laughs> my biggest problem when when I started, because I've been a cinematographer for so long that you know I have I have a I have an orbit. You know when I work, it's you know we watch the rehearsals and then the first as soon as they say you know crew is the set, I go over to the camera operators and say okay lay out these two shots. I'll be back in five minutes to see what see what's going on. And then I go and talk to my lighting guys, my gaffer and my key group, and I start talking about lighting. And that usually takes about five minutes. I get them going, get everything started on that. And then I go back to the camera operators, and we start working on on the shots themselves. And then I turn to the AD and I say, "Okay, it's another 15 minutes before we're ready to go." So I have like an orbit. And then when I give the set over to the director and the actors, um, 
you know, then I, I sit by the monitors and, you know, it's my job to make sure the shots are working and make sure the lighting's okay, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I have a very specific orbit. And I just, you know, you do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, as a director, I didn't have those patterns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, because once the rehearsal's over, you know, it's the DP's turn. It's his job to, you know, get things going. And if I get it, you know, one of my best friends shot the episode for me. You know, I've known him since, like, 1991. Um, he was an electrician, and I was a grip on a Stone Temple Pilots music video. You know, he shot half a season of Cold Case, and I operated for him. And we co-DP'd a show, you know, four years ago. So, you know, Patrick and I are really, really close. But figuring out how to collaborate with a cameraman was a whole new world for me because I, I, I am a cameraman. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, that, that was the hardest part was figuring out how to collaborate with somebody so I didn't just be a bulldozer and run over the whole set and take over everything because I, I'm not going to get anybody's best work doing that. So it was that was interesting. That was an interesting thing. And then I finally figured out that what I should be doing while Patrick was lighting is I should be checking my Twitter because I've got to do something to fill my time. Because <laughs> I can only I can only go... The, the other thing I, I learned pretty quickly was the less I talked to the actors, the better they were. <laughs> because they know their characters so well that the more I talked to them, the less natural they were. So, um, you know, I tried to say as little as possible. You know, and I tried to make it as... Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I felt like I felt like the less I did, the better it got. And I only tried to get in there and say something when I felt like it was going in the wrong direction. Yeah, it, it's interesting because the show's been going on for so long at this point, and we've got forty-four or forty-five episodes under our belt. You know, when I when I hang out with Ian or when I hang out with Paul or when I hang out with Nina, you know it's hard to divorce their characters from who they are because they spend so much time in my life as, as both people. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's trusting, it's, it's, it's having the ability to trust them, you know, to do, to do the same level of work that they've done for the entire series. Well, coming into next season, will you return as DOP, or are you going to come back as the director? I, uh, I don't know that I'm oh, coming back. Week I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided if I'm coming back yet. <laughs> You're lying. Oh. No, I'm not lying. I'm honestly not lying. I, oh, I my really God. I really have not decided yet. I haven't decided if I'm coming back. We can't lose you and Marcos. over here. <laughs> I know, we can't lose you and Marcos. That's really unfair. That's not cool. <laughs> Why would I, you even tell us that? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being honest. I'll be honest with you. That's you know that there's a spoiler. Guys. There's a spoiler. I can tell you. You know, there I haven't. You go. I haven't committed. To, I haven't committed to next season yet. It must be hard to leave your family for ten months out of the year. I mean, I would assume that would play into that fact. Oh yeah, it's 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 brutal to be away from your house. It's brutal to be away from your kids. You know, it's brutal to not see your wife. Who you know, I've been with my wife for sixteen years. You know, it's brutal to not see her every single day. You know, it's it's you know, there's so much I miss. There's so much I miss by being in Atlanta and not being with my wife and kids in Los Angeles. So it's all of that plays into it. You know, you know, I've, I've 
and this is my 23rd year in the film business. So, you know, it's 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 all a process. It's all a process. So we'll we'll see what happens. I just got off the phone with my agent, and I know that Julie called her, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, well, well. <laughs> we shall see. It would be hard to leave the show, though, because, you know, it's been so wonderful. It's been such a great experience. It would be really, really difficult to to walk away. Yeah, um, I can imagine when you've been there from the beginning, and, I mean, you know, it's got to be like your baby. But then again, you know, I can see... I can see the need to, to, for you to be at home too. So. Well, be at home, and you know, sometimes it's you know it's time to do something, you know, tell different stories for a minute. Well, of you course, know. if you went to another show, we would follow you there, but we would <laughs> terribly here. So, if it was good, we'll be honest. If it was a good show, <laughs> if it was bad, I'd be the first one to tell you it sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What was one your the favorite part about, about directing me. this cast? We saw on your Twitter that you and some of the cast were working on a short when the snowstorm hit Atlanta. Will we yeah. ever get to see it? No, that's never gonna. That that'll never. That'll never see the light of day. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> we we got distracted by by uh, the nice warm bar. Oh so, okay. Yeah, we we started, and then we decided it would be better to go have cheeseburgers and drink beer and have a good time. For the rest of the day, <laughs> that makes sense. I, you know, we since we live here in the area, we know exactly where you were coming from with the cold and the finding something to do and the all that good stuff. It was freaking awful. It was. Um, it was. I ended up flying I, home. I ended up flying home on that Thursday. You know, I, I called. I called, uh, or maybe it was Wednesday. I don't remember. I called uh, the production manager from the airport. I was like, I'm getting on a plane in half an hour. You have a half an hour to tell me if we're working tomorrow. <laughs> She's like, get on the plane, have a great time. Ended up flying home. It was really nice in Los Angeles. <laughs> I came home from Mexico from that. I went on a cruise and I was in Mexico for like three days and I came home and I was like driving ten miles an hour down my street and I was like, What just happened? I don't want to be here. This is terrible. Well that was that was just so ridiculous to me because I remember being like, you know, Sunday night. Calling my wife, I'm like, yeah, it's snowing, but you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. You'll be at work tomorrow. You know, not a big deal. So I'm from Chicago. You know, I it, it was just a little bit of snow, but you know, in Georgia, you know, there's no infrastructure for it. So we had a week off. It was weird. It was very, very weird. <laughs> yeah, because y'all work around the clock. So. Mm-hmm. But you still got back on schedule. That's good. Uh, we had, we extended a week. We definitely extended a week. The original schedule was to finish um, April the 7th, and we worked through the 15th. So, yeah, there was definitely a bit of an extension there, but not too much. Not yeah, too that's much. not so bad. That's not so bad. You know, and that's, that's TV season. It's, you know, 4th of July till uh, till tax day every single year. <laughs> I was about to say tax day. I was about to say that. Um, well, as a director, if you're filming a scene and you do not feel like it's flowing, can you send it back to the writers to tweak it with your suggestions? And if so, can you give us an example? No, that's too late. It's too late at that point. Once you start shooting, it's it's just, you know, we don't have writers on set. Um, so, you know, th- there were there were a couple of you – know, 
God, I can't even tell you the specific scenes. So there, there was a scene. There was a scene that I did between uh, Daniel Gillies and Paul Wesley um, on the upcoming episode, and Daniel came to me um, when he got to set, which was probably an hour before we did the rehearsal, because he was having a lot of problems with with a specific line, and we talked about it for about fifteen minutes. And you know he was right. You know he needed to be able to. It just wasn't coming off his tongue very, very well. So I called Julie and I said, "Hey, listen, this is Daniel's pitch. This is what he thinks. I think it makes the scene a little bit better, and I think it makes it a little more personal for him. Do you mind if we adjust it a little bit?" And you know, and, and she was open. She was open to me doing that because, um, you know, she she saw where he was coming from, but you know, the flip side of that is, you know, going to her about a different scene with another actor, and she had very very specific reasons why the line had to be the way the line had to be, and you know, she was worried about what it did to another character by taking that line, and she wanted the line to be as as scripted, you know. So, you know, luckily for me, she's collaborative enough that you know when 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 she understands why the actor wants it to be somewhat different she's open to that um there were a couple of line adjustments i made on the day that you know i definitely made sure that we did the lines as scripted and then we did an alt an alternate version where you know it was just a small change in the wording and most of those didn't end up in the script in in the final in the final edit. Um, you know, there has to be some room for the actors to make to make adjustments and to make things their own. But you know that said, the writers have have a much bigger picture of you know where a character is going or how one scene relates to another that the actor might ne- not necessarily see and. You know, you really have to trust. You really have to trust what the writers are doing on a show. Um, you know, like I said before, I was lucky enough to Julie, Julie, uh, Julie, and Kevin and Carolyn were, were were generous enough to let me, you know, at least enter, you know, get in a dialogue about the script itself, um, and. You know, I, I didn't write a single word of the script, but I f- felt more of a connection to it because I had that dialogue. If that makes any sense at all, I don't know if it does. That it makes sense. Yeah. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Well, bringing up Gillies, um, what's it been like uh, working with Joseph Morgan and Daniel Gillies uh, this season? Um, I, I really love them both. I think they're. They're both incredibly, incredibly gifted and committed actors. Um, my episode had a lot to do with both of them. That's just, that's as much as I can say about that. But um, I really, really enjoy both of them. You know, Daniel is so strong and so, you know, as an actor, he's he's just he's, he's he really has everything. Um, and he really understands the Elijah character, so he's a real, real joy to work with. Uh, Joseph and I, actually, Joseph's coming over for dinner tonight. 
uh, and I'm showing him, showing him the episode, so he'll be here in about 40 minutes. Um, Joseph and I have, we just have so much in common, you know, cultural references in common. Um, but working with him was was really great. I, I can't say enough about how much fun I had working with Joseph. You know, we really, really, really had a connection on this episode, and uh, it was just it was just fantastic. You know, Joseph was really, really open to spending time with me <clears throat> before we started shooting. Um, we spent about spent a couple hours together one night, and then the next day we got together again for another hour and a half or two hours, and really, really talked about really talked about who Klaus was and what what Klaus was doing in this episode and why it mattered so much to Klaus and you know where Klaus was going and developing a whole history of like Klaus and how Klaus related to Elijah and you know their relationship as brothers and it was a really really interesting and fascinating process I I I can't say enough about Joseph I think he's he's just amazing yeah, we actually, um, Joseph Morgan actually kicked off um, our Vampire Diaries Month of May. We did a close interview with him this afternoon. Oh, did and, you? Um, yeah, he's so genuine, but like you said, he's really into the character of Klaus. Like, I mean, he he seems extremely serious about the role. Like, his answers were very genuine. His answers were very real. I mean, he's talked about how he took time to um, read the books and watch the show and everything. He seems really eager to really please the fandom when it comes to the character of Klaus. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's just, you know, it, it would be so easy to turn Klaus into some sort of Voldemort character, you know, where Klaus somehow loses his humanity, you know, and becomes this arch villain. But it, it's, you know, kudos, kudos again to Kevin and Julie, and you know to Marcos. It, you know that's just such an easy choice. You know to turn our vampires and to turn our werewolves and to turn our witches into some sort of cardboard cutouts. And I think what the fans respond to is none of our characters are that way. All of our characters have some sort of grounding in a real human relationships. And, you know, that that's what's really important. You know, Stefan and Damon are 165 years old, or 100 and, what is it, 165? You guys know. I know you do. Yeah, something like that. I don't know the exact name. Something like that, I don't know the exact name. <laughs> you know, they're 165 years old. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got friends who are 90 years old. And, you know, beyond the debilitation of their bodies, you know, there is... I was at a party one time with a guy who was 85 years old, and he had a hearing aid. And there was this guy sitting next to us, and he was just spouting the most ridiculous nonsense you can possibly believe. And with an incredible theatrical gesture, he reaches his arm out to his side, he puts a finger out, he puts it in his ear, and he turns his hearing aid down, crosses his arms, and just looks at the guy. <laughs> And this is an 80-year-old 80 80 year man. You know, he's just done with posturing and nonsense. He's seen it all. Now imagine Damon and Stefan, or you know, take it a whole, to a whole other level, Elijah, 
or Klaus, who are a thousand years old, or Catherine, who's three hundred years old. You know, imagine how tiring it must be to hear people spout on and on and on and on. You know, and imagine how exciting it must be for them to meet something that is new and fresh and exciting. That's true. I never thought about it like that. That's true. You know, it's 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 a whole nother it's a whole nother it's a whole nother level of you know, questing. I think, you know, I think we're all creatures of novelty. You know, I'm 41 years old and I'm still looking for, you know, new experiences, something else to, something else to, you know, excite me or send me in another direction. You know, imagine being a thousand years old and how tiring it must be to see the same things over and over and over again. You know. I think I'll pass. Yeah. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd pass. I mean, who doesn't want to be a vampire, really? You know, think about it. who doesn't want to be a vampire. I want to be a vampire. It sounds awesome. I don't think I would want to be. Oh, I totally would. It's scary. I'm too attached to my family to like watch them all die. Like I just don't know that seeing the world for a thousand years would be worth that. Yeah, but have the ability to kill every stupid son of a bitch that crossed your path and made you mad. That sounds like fun. <laughs> that would be the most fun in the world. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just rip somebody's throat out because they pissed you off. Come on. Yeah, and get away with it. Yeah, I can throw both hands with names right now. <laughs> I mean, I think we all we've all got a picture in our head. You know, it's 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 seductive. It's definitely seductive. Or to get to be a witch, or to get to be a, a werewolf. You know, to get to transcend that normal day to day. It sounds pretty great. It's natural being for sure. Yeah. Okay, our next question is, can you share with us your favorite on-set story? Um, and before you tell us what it is, I, I personally have heard a story of a swan, and I don't know if that's the story you want to tell. But Which story? I heard the story of the swan chasing someone when you were filming at Lockwood Mansion. Oh, oh God, there's so much better stories than that. Oh, well, I totally have want you, to have you heard. Have you heard the... Uh... Have you heard the Have you heard the uh, the David Anders in the hospital bed story? Oh no, that would be great. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you two stories because they're both awesome. Okay. Um, so David Anders is laying in this hospital bed. I can't remember. It was early on. It was like episode two or three this year, and it was hot. I mean, it was Georgia hot. It was ridiculous hot. It was a hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity. And he is laying in this bed, and kick him off the set because we've got to go. I've got to light something. And he gets out of bed, and the outline of his body—he's been sweating so much that you can see where he was laying because the sweat has formed the outline of his body on the bed itself. Okay. So at that moment, I look on the dolly, and there's a Hershey's kiss. I take the Hershey's kiss, and I draw a line right where his butt would be. So Dave, I finish lighting. David comes in the room. David comes in the room, and I look at him I'm like, dude, what the hell did you do to the bed? And he sees the little Hershey kiss skid mark, and he goes, oh, my God. And he jumps into the bed, and Jeff, my camera operator, keeps playing it out as if David has shit the bed. <laughs> and this goes on for probably 20 minutes. <laughs> And Jeff just plays him out and 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 plays him out. And he's so embarrassed. He can't believe it. I'm like, oh, my God, you've got to go talk to wardrobe. you got it. 
<laughs> Finally, he gets out of bed, and I'm like, hey, David, Hershey's Kiss? <laughs> Still mad at me for that. That's messed up. And I bet he is. Another time, <laughs> another time, uh, Matt Davis comes up to me, and this is on one of the Mason episodes, um, and says, oh, my God, I've got a picture to show you. Okay, great. And he pulls a picture up. He pulls a picture up on his phone. Somebody had twittered this picture to him, and it's of Ian, you know, back in his model days, like face down, naked, on a bed, <laughs> with his kind of his butt kind of sticking up in the air, and looking all like seductive and, you know, model boy like. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome! You have to send me that picture. So he sends me the picture. I go to wardrobe and I have them make a bunch of T-shirts of Ian naked. And this is when um, Ian is chained to the chair and being tortured by Jules and all the werewolves. Yeah. So he's chained to the chair, and he's been doing this. He hasn't started doing the scene yet, but he's chained to the chair and there's blood all over his neck and he's all sweaty and he's all screwed up and me. And David Van Anken and Marcos and Jeff Schatz and Matt Davis all put these T-shirts on and stood in front of him. And we start talking. David Van Anken's talking to him about the scene. And finally, Ian looks over at him, and he looks at me, and he looks at Coase, and he goes, Oh, my God, that T-shirt's really cool. Wait a minute. That's that's me. You guys made T-shirts. <laughs> Best part of the story is for he doesn't remember having the picture taken. <laughs> he doesn't remember it happening. He was like, "Well, I um, I mean, it was definitely a female photographer. It was either <laughs> Milan or or Paris or maybe New York. I, I, it was the nineties? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's more disturbing that you let somebody take the picture of you, Ian, or that you don't remember them taking the picture, right?" <laughs> I feel like I feel like you need to like auction these T-shirts for his charity or something. Like how but, funny you know, would that be? We just bought, you know, we just bought, you know, the iron-ons, uh, you know, from Walmart or something. So we only made five, and they were quickly destroyed. So <laughs> I am will I am willing to send somebody the uh, the photo file, and they can actually make pictures of Ian with his butt stuck up in the air. For the IS Foundation, because I'm, I'm sure he would do anything for that. Right, Amber, next <laughs> project. There you go. Right. Next project. I got some money saved. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what'd you say, baby? Twitter's gonna blow up. Ian's butt's gonna be tweeting in about 20 minutes. It's gonna be trending. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, it was fun. We have a good time on set. We have a good time. That's good. That's good. Well, speaking of the fandom, since now they're all going to be talking about Ian's butt for the next hour, um, we know that the Vampire Diary fandom is extremely passionate. There's a lot of really awesome, awesome fans out there. Uh, what are some of the best examples of this you have seen and maybe some of the worst? Um, I mean, you guys, you guys are great. You know, I I, I I I mean I'll be honest. It was really strange. The last time we shot in Covington Town Square, 
Does it seem like we shot in the studio more this year than we did last year? We definitely shot less in Covington Town Square than we did last year. Um, yeah, and shame on you. Not my choice. <laughs> I trust me. I would much rather be on location than stuck in the studio. I uh, the studio bores me to tears. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was very very odd. You know, I'm, I get out of my car and. Some of the fans came over and they knew who I was for some bizarre reason, and like came over and asked for my picture, you know, me taking pictures with them. And you know, uh, I'm a cinematographer. You know, I'm a I'm a cinematographer, and you know, I've directed one episode of of a television show, and suddenly I'm being treated like an actor. It was it was very strange. It was very very strange and really and really sweet in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I know that the locations department has issues with with some of the fans, but you know, I've never experienced anything but people being really nice and really sweet. And it's it's amazing to me that people will wait and you know sit and wait and hang out, you know, for you know five minutes with either Ian or Paul or Nina, you know, them just coming out and saying, you know, hi and getting a picture taken. And our cast is so open to that that I you know I think it's amazing. I think it's just fantastic. You know, I've never seen anything bad by any of the fans. You know, all, all I've seen is people, you know, who really care about the show and 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 you know, you know, I got to love them. They've been keeping me they've kept me employed for 2 years and have let me do a bunch of really great stuff. So Yeah, now you're talking about leaving us. No. <laughs> easy. <laughs> But you know, it, it, you know, I've never seen anything bad. I've only seen really, really, you know, wonderful, genuine stuff out of the fans. Um, I've heard stuff, but I've, I've never actually experienced it or seen it. You know, well, everybody, that's good. Well, everybody I've talked to has been point. really great. Yeah, everybody's been great. Everybody's well, been really great and really supportive. So, well, let's say first off that people ask you for your picture because you're a total badass. So you should expect that and and get used to it. <laughs> Just be yes, ready. Now more and more and more people. The more you know, the more you're there, the more they're going to want their picture with you. Well, it's it's really sweet. It's really, really, really sweet. And you know, I don't I don't really know how to respond to it. You know, it's not definitely not not something you expect when you start the starting the business on you know my end of things. So I was I was really really complimented by the whole thing. I was kind of freaked out. But it was really, it was, and, you know, it's 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 really complimentary. Well, I think the cast the cast is so great about coming over and seeing the fans and meeting people and taking pictures, and that's why the fans keep coming back and they'll sit there and they'll wait and they won't bother anybody because they know that they'll come over. And you know what? In the long run, that helps the show do better because you know a cast that's supportive and the fans that are all supportive. When you put it all together, you know it makes a phenomenal behind the stage thing. You know. You know it's 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 really it's really really great. You know I, I'm I've I've been so impressed by you know because I did I've done so many music videos over the years, but I remember being you know downtown Los Angeles at four o'clock in the morning and seeing thirteen year old girls, you know, clustered around to see, you know, a band that they loved and, you know, the band never going over and saying hello to them. You know, yeah. it's like, that's not right. 
That's not right. You know, these kids, these kids care so much that they've, you know, they they they, you know, they they've come downtown L.A. in the middle of the night in the '90s in the crack years to come see you, and you know, you don't even have the the good manners to go over and say thank you, thanks for buying my record. You know, and our cast, our cast is aware that, you know, the, the fans are, the fans are what allow us to do what we do, and I think it's, I think you know, shame on, shame on, you know, shame on us if we don't appreciate that. You know, that said, as soon as somebody gets you know creepy and weird, you know, it ruins it for everybody else. So you know, you know, there's some responsibility on the part of the people who want to come see. See the show because as soon as as soon as it gets as, as, as soon as it gets intrusive or as soon as it slows us down or as soon as you know one of the actors is uncomfortable with the attention then you know then it's, you know then the access is is going to be more limited but you know thus far everybody's been so great that you know uh, you know I hope it continues that way I really do I, I really 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 do. I think that's really awesome that working with bands that you brought that up because as a music lover, I've been to probably like 300 concerts in my life, like maybe even more. Like, I mean, I've been all over the country following bands and making that transition from being a fan of this show and going from like musicians to actors, you're totally right with that. Like you can't, like half the time you can't even get them to come out and say, hey, I'll sign the CD or whatever. But then you have like, the cast of this show, and this show has millions of viewers who will stay out there in the cold and the rain, whatever, and come and talk to people on there. It really is a big difference. And, I mean, they're on the same level as far as as far as stardom goes. So I think that that's really cool that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a partnership. You know, as long as somebody's watching the show, so as somebody's watching the show, you know, you know, we can keep telling the stories, but you know, without without the fans, you know, it's you know, we may as well be, you know, some sort of bizarre lower east side sensitive artist heroin addict and nobody wants to look at their stuff. You know, a, a story's no good if nobody hears it. So uh, you know, I'm just I'm just I just feel really, really I feel like I'm really, really lucky to be on a show that inspires that sort of that sort of enthusiasm. From uh, from the people who watch it, you know. Listen, I'm telling the stories for myself. They're stories I want to hear. But, <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily always have the same taste as everybody else. So it's nice to it's nice to be on something that you know so many people enjoy. It's very, very rewarding. Oh yeah. Now we only have two questions left because we don't want to think you to think we're going to keep you all night. Cause, <laughs> all <right. laughs> you tweeted yesterday that you just color corrected 221 to fasten your seatbelt. We know you can't give us any spoilers for the finale, but can you tell us if you think the fans will be excited, heartbroken, or mad? Uh, yes. All of the above, right? All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. It wouldn't be, you know. Hey, listen, we killed. When did we kill Kayla? Oh, not episode too long ago, six. but long enough. Episode six. six. You're mad. Episode six, and yeah. it still breaks my heart because she was she's still one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you. Some people are going to be really upset. Some people yeah. are going to be really upset, but it's it's a great ride. It's it really wraps up. It really wraps up most of the storylines for the season. 
and you know the last the last episode of the year twenty two sets up most of what happens next season. So, wow, that means this episode is going to be because I mean I kept saying what how the hell are they going to fit all this into two episodes? But now that makes a little bit more sense, man. I'm um, not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all the storylines get wrapped up get wrapped up in twenty one. It's don't miss it. It's huge. It's really wonderful. It's really great. Some amazing performances. You guys are going to really enjoy it. You're oh, well, really well there's no way that we would miss it, first of all. <laughs> and thank God that Thursday Cinco de Mayo, so we can watch the episode and then just go get drunk and not really have to worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really bother going to work on Friday. I'm going, I, I'm actually not going to watch the episode. My wife and I are going to go to uh, Lucha Vavum. Um, Mexican Mexican wrestling and burlesque in downtown LA and celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo the way it should be celebrated with uh, tequila shots and uh, Mexican right. wrestling. <laughs> and midgets, and midgets, midgets dressed in chicken suits wrestling with masked giants. Have fun for us because I'm sure we're all going to be sitting at home crying over the show. So. Yeah, we're going to be crying. And we got to interview the guy that played Luca Thursday night. So we got to get through his interview, and then I have to make it to a Mexican restaurant after that. So this is going to be an interesting Thursday night. Oh, wait, who are you interviewing? Um, Brian. Yeah, Luca. Oh, 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 oh. I like him. He's a good kid. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Wow, you got to do Joseph earlier today, and then me today, and me later. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then we have um, tomorrow. We have um, Joseph War- the Warlock, Gino. Oh, cool. We have Luca Thursday, and we have Candace Friday. I love Candace. Yeah. She <laughs> is my favorite. I love Empire. So. <laughs> yeah, she's a good girl. She's a really, 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 really good girl. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you anything about Candace. Um, oh. <laughs> you can't. No, she's punk okay. enough, guys. Email it to me later, at least. <laughs> no, 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 she's no, no. <laughs> Let her tell her own stories. She's got plenty of them, too. <laughs> she's got plenty of them. <laughs> okay. Speculation has already started about how many seasons this show has the capacity to air. What do you think? I think it'll definitely go five. There's no question it'll go five. Uh, it's not. It wouldn't be unheard of for it to go seven. Yeah. Oh. But you know, I mean, at a certain point, you know, I've, I've done shows. I've done shows that have ended up going eight or nine or, you know, ten, you know, like CSI, my God, you know, what is it, on season 11 or season 12? Jesus right. Christ. I mean, you know, and it's an amazing show, but, you know, let's face it, they're telling the same stories again over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, at a certain point, you know, you would hope that, you would hope that the creators would have the good grace to allow it to uh, end properly. Right. Yeah, you know. I agree. I mean, I don't want to see it end anytime soon, but I, I do want to see it end in the proper way, not drawn yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, every great American TV series has ended on the sixth season, like Six Feet Under, The Sopranos. I'm praying that Dexter ends on the sixth season. I mean, six is like the key when it comes to ending a show, like at at where the story ends. Oh, uh, but seasons. those shows are different. I mean, those shows only do like twelve or thirteen episodes. 
know, but we just, they're you know, all, we just but they're, 22. You know, they're not interrupted, though, you know, so it's almost like two episodes in one because it's a full hour. Uh, it's only <laughs> it's only another eight minutes another eight minutes of filmmaking uh-huh. per episode. We do forty two, they do fifty. Oh. <laughs> well. No, that's saying that three seasons would be as good as six. So six seasons, we'll just say we'll just say six seasons because that's okay. what I'm. <laughs> okay, I'll go with six. I'll go with All six. All right. Well, I. I, I I want them to keep making the show. I want them to keep making this show as long as as long as the stories are as 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 resonant for the fans as they are right now. Because I think that you know, at a certain point at a certain point shows stop being relevant. Yeah. And, you know, right now Vampire Diaries is still resonating with the people who are watching it and the people who are making it. You know, as soon as it becomes something that, as soon as it becomes something that, you know, it feels like, you know, everybody's punching, you know, just punching the clock. And, you know, you know, the fans can see how bored the actors are. You know, hopefully at that point it'll go away. But that said, as long as it can maintain some sort of relevance and resonance, you know, it could go on for 10, 10 15 years. You know, yeah. Law and Order, ER, and they went on for, you know, forever. Yeah. And, you know, there's a huge group of people who, you know, that's the center of their week is going is watching those shows. So, you know, if it maintains that resonance and that relevance, brilliant. Keep it on. I agree. Okay. Well, that was all of our questions, Paul. We have one last favor to ask. I think you did this for us last year, too, but we asked all our guests to provide us a sound bite. We would like for you to say and put any kind of spin on it you want. You can say it however you want, but something along the lines of this is Paul Summers and you're listening to the VRO. And then when you finish, if you would not hang up, and Amy's going to pick you up because she wants to talk to you about the vigil we're going to do. She'll explain it to you. Okay. Okay, whenever you're ready. All right, this is Paul Summers, and you're listening to the VRO. Thank you, Paul. You're one of our favorite interviews from last season, and I can already tell you're going to be one of this year's, too. So we really appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. It was a pleasure. Okay. And Amy's going to pick you up. Okay, great. All right, yes. I think that was a good interview. What do you think? I think that I was literally crying because I was laughing hard. I know. Paul is hilarious, right? And I think we really need to get that picture of Ian, and we need to make something happen. I've already had somebody um, DM it to me. <laughs> oh, well, there you go, sweetheart. There you go. So we have it. So um, let's um, recap, even though we we told Paul, but let's say again that um, who all we have for the week. All right. Do you know full names, or do you need me to do it? I do not know the full name of who we have tomorrow, and that's simply because I have a hard time pronouncing it. So you can go ahead and spout out the list. Okay. Give me two seconds, because I'm pulling it up to make sure that I say it absolutely correct. I know it's Gino. It is. Let's see. Gino Anthony Peasy, and I hope I did say that right. He's Klaus's warlock on the show. It's tomorrow night at 9. Then we have... Brighton James, he played Luca on the show, and he will be coming on directly after the show Thursday night, guys. So I know it's going to be a tight night, but 
We're going to bang it out. So just be ready. Just dry your tears really, really quick, and then jump in the chat room. That's all I know to tell you. And um, Friday night we have Candace, and we're really excited about that. And that's not all of our interviews. That's just for the week. Just keep checking the website because even though we just have some of the, them up yet, we have been promised, you know, even more interviews. But until I get that final daytime day and time email, I'm not going to post just in case because, you know, things happen. They might be shooting something. Something may change, you know. Just in case we don't want to post anybody and then something happened them not be able to come on. So just know that the month is looking like it's going to be about full, so be ready for that. And then we have the vigil coming up. So, Amber, do you want to tell them about the vigil? Yeah, um, we have a vigil coming up. We're um, doing it two days after the season finale, which is going to be May 14th. It's a Saturday. Um, if you go to our Facebook, um, it's the VRO on Facebook, we have uh, the information there and the event. Um so that way, um, that way you can see exactly what's going on. Basically, what it is is we're going to run it as kind of a charity event. We're going to be taking donations. Um, ISF Kids Army is going to be there. Um, I'll be there from uh, me and Jess both be there from Vampire Support. So just uh, now, scream for a dream, but you know what I mean. We'll all be there doing stuff. But basically, um, we're going to be honoring uh, the cast members or the characters that have died between season one and season two. Uh, Josh from the VRO is going to MC the event, um, and we want everybody to bring blankets, bring candles, and have a good time. I mean, it is going to be a little sad because we are so connected to some of these characters, and we don't know who's going to die yet. Um, and we're only going to find out two days before, possibly, maybe not. We might find out Thursday. So, um, so um, yeah. So basically, we'll be doing the vigil and. We want everybody to come out and just have a good time. I mean, it is going to be a little sad, but it's a way for fans to get together, to interact. It's a, a way for everybody to kind of network and make friends and stuff. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And also that day, I will be running tours all day until that evening. And um, for May 14th, only um, $5 from every tour guest will be going to Rob's Charity, the um, Angels Among Us. Yeah, we'll be doing that as well. So if you wanna, if you've been wanting a book and you haven't, and it would be a good day to to couple it. You can come and do both things and and have a great day and just make it a Vampire Diaries weekend to kind of tap off the show going off the air for the summer, which we're all going to be so sad about. So, um, but if you're if you want to book a tour, just let me know as quickly as possible. Just email me with that. It's Jessica at VampireStalkers dot com. So I can get you booked because it is limited space. Yep, and that's about it. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening in tonight. And in case you were under a rock today and you missed it, you can listen to our Joseph Morgan interview from today. Uh, he plays Klaus on the Vampire Diaries. You can listen to it on the, in the archives on the website. You can go to Blog Talk Radio and listen to it. I have a player on my site. You can listen to it on iTunes. I've already downloaded it on iTunes myself, so I know it's up already. So I mean, really no excuse. honestly, there's no excuse for you not to listen to it by now because I missed school today to bring this interview. So if I had to miss school, then you can miss whatever you're doing that's not important in this school and listen to this interview because it's seriously badass. What I said about Joseph earlier when me and Paul were talking about it is very true. His answers are incredible. You guys don't want to miss this interview. It's a really good one. 
it's definitely the most in-depth interview that I've seen with Joseph Morgan. So I'm very yeah. glad to know that we're the ones that, that brought it to the fans. And I do want to say thank you again. Those of you that, that did send us the questions, um, we we did use a lot of your questions, and we really appreciate it. You know who you are. And I want to say again that I'm sorry that we couldn't accept questions from everyone for this interview, but it happened really quickly. We had to go with Joseph's schedule, and, of course, we accommodated him in any way we had to to get the interview because, I mean, he's a badass, so we wanted him. We wanted him bad, and I worked magic and got him, and, so, you know, we did whatever we had to do. So I'm sorry that we didn't get such questions from everyone, but for just about everybody else for for the month of May, as long as you keep a watch on the site and you catch it when we put it up, then we'll have time for you to put your questions in. So there's really no excuse. If you've got a question for one of them, submit it. If it's good, we'll use it, I promise. Yep, yep. And, I mean, we say Joseph Morgan is badass as Klaus, but as a human being, he is an amazing guy. Just by speaking to him today, he's genuine. He's sincere. He's very serious about his charity. I mean, he's he's a, a, a well-rounded dude. But, yes, as Klaus, he is really, really badass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, um, and just so you know, too, Gino tomorrow night, he is taking callers. So think of a good question and call in because towards the end of the show, we're going to take callers and you'll get to ask him yourself if you want to. Sweet, sweet. All right, Amy, you want to come back on? You got anything to say? Where's she at? Where's she at? I want to say I love having Paul Summers on. He is the best. I love I love his stories. I love his laugh. And you girls did an amazing job. And um, Jess and I actually got to talk to Gino yesterday. And it's going to be a pretty cool interview. This is a cool guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. So I'm I'm excited to talk to him again and let all the fans listen. So yeah, but yeah, that's all. That's all I got to say. Well, that's not all I got to say. Um, I just got a phone call from my aunt, and my cousin Heather is in the emergency room, and I'm actually going to be heading down there in a couple of minutes. So um, pray for her. She just found out she's pregnant, but there's a lot of bleeding. Mm. So now they're running tests to see if um, the baby's alive or if the baby's dead. So please pray for her. Keep her in your prayers tonight or your thoughts. And, um, yeah, that's all i got to say. Okay, everybody, pray for for Amy's cousin. And um, also, let's, um, let's trend and, um, and tweet Paul Summers and tell him that he is not leaving us. So just he knows that we we support him staying, not leaving, staying, not leaving. Okay. Very I did impressive. when you guys put us in when you guys put us in the um, the conference call. I did tell him he could not leave until I got my picture. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, even if he does leave, he'll probably do like what Marcos did, and Marcos came back for a couple episodes. So I mean, it's not like Paul. I don't think Paul would be gone forever. It would just be so to be out there on the set and not see Paul running around with his cell phone and his cigarette and his hat. I'm just telling you. I will cry. But I do do understand why he would consider leaving because of, um, it's because, you know, it's hard to get away from your family. Yeah, it is. You're right. um, The show's about to cut, so um, everybody listen. Listen to the Joseph Morgan interview, and make sure you tune in for the rest of the week because we'll be here, so you should be too.
Do you love movies, music, books, television? You do. Then come on over to the VRO on Blog Talk Radio. We have shows for all your obsessions. Vampires, we've got them. The latest blockbuster movies, they're right here. Bands and books, music and fiction, it's all at the VRO. What are you waiting for? Log on to the VRO today. www.thevro.com.